Man, good morning, good morning. Got it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. A lot of you guys mentioned uh, the uh, Rainbow Captain America, which <laughs> we'll be covering uh, shortly. Uh, Sony buys Evo. That was another big one this week as well. Uh, DC, we got DC creating a uh, Our Man film, which is might be interesting, and uh, Cowboy Bebop making a uh, looks like they have completed their uh, live action series apparently. So those are a couple of the main things uh, this week <laughs> that happened uh, during the week. Um, enjoyed this quick little music, and we'll get back into it all right ladies and gentlemen of the jury we all lived through the 70s the clothes the music the heartwarming but rarely amusing ziggy cartoons now later who are we to look at these two fine young men and say you there i sit in judgment of you Riddle me this. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Adoken! Kiss Bites. It's tough now. What are you going to do, Mr. Stone? I'm completing the stun ray with the force energy power. You are so smart. You are really kicking my heart. Sword, sword. Tyrannosaurus! Or the... Stone pudding or something, I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss pots. Substantial meal. You see how strong I am <laughs> from eating all of this stuff. Orewa, Super Vegeta. Force attack. Tyrannosaurus. Yoga Rain. Yoga is mine. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Adoken. Kiss Fox, it's hot now. You seem to be well-rounded with Kiss Fox. Do not fade. What are you going to do, Space Ghost? I am combining the sun rays with the force energy power. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. 
starts now. Always winterize your pants. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s. The clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Sit in judgment of you. You seem to be well grounded in the case file, Detective. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Always winterize your pipes. Or the stone pudding or something. I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this. Bicarbonate of fig leaf. What is up, guys? Sol here for another video. Be sure to like the video. Definitely does help out a lot with the uh, YouTube data and algorithm. So definitely, definitely, definitely be sure to like the video. Also, guys, uh, tomorrow... I th I thought the death battle uh, Shadow the Hedgehog versus Riku from Kill a Kill is going to be tomorrow, but actually it is actually on Monday, so um, we'll move that to Monday. Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, so 
Um, another video tomorrow. It's going to be chilling. <laughs> so uh, look out for that Monday. Uh, so shout out to Rocky. What's going on, Rocky? And a fellow member of the Oasis and the Nerd Pill on the YouTube channel. Uh, Devil, what's going on? Uh, Shang, what's, uh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um, uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, shout out to uh, Young Swift yesterday <laughs> on the... Um, the uh the video yesterday that was funny i was actually what's funny about that one is i was actually re-watching it a little bit and it was actually hilarious uh swift is funny to me i don't know He's, he doesn't even try hard he's just funny but shout out to swift um shout out to that uh, young padawan over there so yeah we did that yesterday that's why we're doing this today so i have to I move this today um so i hope you guys are enjoying your weekend your weekend well afternoon for some people it's still morning for us in the midwest uh, so let's go ahead and get uh, started here. What's going on, uh, Jay Wolf? What's going on, Jay Wolf? Um, available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and Anchor, and all those other. Uh, just check out my links in the description. It's a lot of links down there. Uh, so let's go ahead and get this started real quick. Um, so the meteorite piece found in Africa could be from an ancient planet. Um, so this was an interesting one. It said a meteorite discovered um, in an Algerian desert is actually a piece of an ancient planet older than Earth itself. The meteorite, formerly known as Erg Sketch uh, 002, 002, was discovered in May of last year in the Erg Desert located in Algeria. According to a report from Science Alert, upon the discovery, scientists quickly recognized that it was differ from the usual meteorite and that it maybe it's kryptonite who knows uh, that it was an alleged makeup or in other words featured in uh, composition likely deprived from solid lava or uh, magma so that's definitely not kryptonite because that would be green so who knows what this is uh, but look at IGN trying to be all sciencey and add uh, science to their articles whatever <laughs> we know IGN's not about that ish um, so I thought that was a kind of interesting article, but we got a lot to move. Let's keep going. We got to be fast on this one because there's a lot of stuff. So this is one of the big ones. One of the big ones this week, man. Evo. Evo Championship Series acquired by Sony and RTS to hold online events in August, right? So Evo uh, has been jointly acquired by Sony and RTS and plans for Evo this year are slated to take place online this August. Uh, this founding organizers, Tom and, T and Tony Cannon, still very much involved the free event will be played out after two weekends uh august 6th to 8th and then 13th to 15th it will feature guilty gear strive which i plan on getting um definitely plan on getting strive uh, mortal kombat 11 <laughs> i suck ass in that game so uh, whatever but it's still it's still actually fun to, to watch right street fighter 5 of course and tekken 7 uh, this all comes after a year of immerse turbulence for the fighting game genre, most recognized uh, yearly event. Of course, with the zombie restrictions made holding Evo at the traditional Las Vegas setting impossible. Uh, after a uh, decision to redirect Evo 2020 to be an online venture in May, allegations of sexual misconduct against former tournament organizer Joey Mr. Wizard uh, Cooler res uh, eventually led to a full cancellation. Uh, so this is a very big thing uh, for Sony because remember, um, Nintendo does get involved with that of Smash Bros. So the fact that you know Sony and this is this is like I say, man, Sony is although the, the rumor about them putting games on PC, I don't really agree with, but the fighting game community 
is on PlayStation. You know, if you want to play Street Fighter V, you have to go to PlayStation. If you want to play, uh, have a bigger chance of playing with other gamers, you're going to have to go on PlayStation or PC. So this is a very smart move on uh, play, uh, Sony to get this. Um, obviously, this coming out of nowhere this week, they probably planned this long beforehand. Um, but if you think about it, the fighting game tournaments have always... PlayStation has always been extremely heavily sponsored on those tournaments anyway, so it's not really too much of a shocker. <laughs> but um, I'm curious about what's going to happen with Smash Bros. Oh, God, he says Smash Bros. is kind of sus. Uh, of course, it does sound kind of, you know, cringy. I do agree, uh, Dane. Uh, what's going on? Check. What's going on? Check. But this is a huge uh, win on Sony's part. You know, so th this is pretty. This is a very big deal, and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the future of um, of Evos and other um, fighting game tournaments. Because, like I said, like a lot of the tournaments are already uh, Sony pretty much has it on the map. Like the go-to console to use is PlayStation. So, you know, shout out to uh, Sony, man. Sony making moves once again. Uh, another big piece of this month. Oh, actually, this week. Sorry. Um, some of you guys actually sent me this article. I saw it too. Uh, some of my fellow YouTubers I watch uh, also covered this, but <laughs> this is uh, this had to be on my main title uh, this week. Um, so Marvel to debut gay Captain America character during Pride Month. Um, and you know what also sucks about? Well, I'll say it this right. What's also kind of coincidental about this is. You guys did this on the week of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, can y'all at least let the show debut without um, maybe some future memes in the future? Because y'all could have chose a different week to do this. That's all I'm saying. Like, let, let the Falcon and Winter Soldier show do its thing for this week. And then talk about gay Captain America next week. Or on a different month or something. Y'all waited exactly when Falcon and Winter Soldier... Uh, debuted on Disney Plus, and now we got to deal with this, right? Uh, so Marvel Comics unveiled its first gay Captain America uh, character this week. It's set to debut the role in June during Pride Month. A report said the character Aaron Fisher will be in included in the upcoming uh, United States of Captain America comic book miniseries. Entertainment Weekly reported in a storyline feature who protects homeless youths and runaways. Okay, he protects people. Okay. It's discovered when Steve Rogers and three other characters launch a mission to find Steve's missing shield, the report said. Uh, shout out to Resting to Blues. Keep up with the Blurred Report. Watch these with friends. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. For sure, for sure, man. We are on, on episode nine, and I can't wait to get to episode 500. <laughs> Uh, maybe when we're on episode 500, I'll have gray hairs and stuff. I'll be a, officially an XP Negro, but it's all good. Uh, Aaron's in, is inspired by the heroes of the queer community, uh, activists, leaders, everyday folks, folk, uh, pushing for a better life. Uh, he, hands, he stands for the oppressed and the forgotten. Um, I hope his debut story resonates with readers and helps inspire the next generation of heroes. So... This is where we're at. And shout out to um, Sean James. Sean James has covered this. Um, he's covered some. They're, this is not the first time they've tried to put this, uh, implement this in comics. So this is not the first time. Um, and it will not be the last time. But all I'm saying is you chose a bad week to put this out. That's all I'm saying. All right. 
So shout out to, you know, Skittles out there. Y'all do your thing. I'm sure you guys will enjoy this for all the Skittle dudes, right? But this a bad for me it's bad timing. That's all I'm gonna say about this. Bad timing, right? Alright. So that was the main that was one of our main scoops of the week. Also, DC is developing a Hour Man film. So Warner Bros, DC Films and uh, Chairman Entertainment are developing a film based on Hour Man. According to Deadline, the project will be penned by uh, Gavin Games and Neil uh, Widener, but little else is available at this time, including which an indication of Our Man the film will center on. Um, so there's been a rumor with uh, Zack Snyder that Zack Snyder might be done with uh, superhero comics or uh, book movies. I don't really believe that because of the money he's been making especially with dc um and just because even if he's done with dc doesn't mean he could you know he could maybe work for marvel or maybe another uh company to do some hero uh movies or something like that i have no idea who our man is um i know some people may know who he is i'm gonna have to do my research about him but i'm down for dc movies I know some people don't like all of them. I'm as well don't like all of them. I don't. Um, you know, things of Suicide Squad, the original Suicide Squad, I don't like. You know, Batman v Superman could have done been better. Uh, I like Man of Steel. You know, uh, let's say Dark Knight Rises was kind of not that great. So, what well, DC is hit or miss, right? Shazam, good, right? You know, somewhat. But, you know, it's hit or miss when it comes to DC movies, right? Um, but I'm interested. You know, to see what this is going to be about. Uh, let's see. Uh, Captain America has been white for a while in comics, right? Uh, Check and says Nintendo is the sole reason why Sony PlayStation exists. Reason because Nintendo wanted to keep its format simple as cartridges as the competition completely switched to DVD and CD format. Okay, okay. Uh, Check with the knowledge. Uh, Jay Blue says, I think his power, he has Superman strength like for an hour, I think. Let me see. Uh, it says this character is a scientist who develops a, a miraculous vitamin. He does um, Markalo, which grants him superhuman strength and speed. Okay, there you go, Jay Wolf. We're right. Boom, uh, superhuman strength and speed for one hour at a time. Using his newfound superpowers, he serves on such teams as the Justice League Society of America, Freedom Fighters, All Star Squadron, and the Justice League. Okay, Rex was succeeded by his son Rick. He became the first Hour Man in Crisis on Infinity Earths. Like his father, Rick would serve on the Justice Society of America and the Justice League along with the Affinity Inc. The third Hour Man was an android named Matthew Tyler. Okay. Okay. So, J-Wolf, with the knowledge, the comic book knowledge, you are correct. So, wait. So, after the hours, he's just like a normal human or what? But, like, I, mean, I guess, okay, that's why he has like a... A stopwatch or something <laughs> okay he has that little hourglass on his neck okay okay that makes sense all right cool enough i'm still down for it man i'm still gonna check i'm still down for it right all right next oh everybody hates chris animated reboot in development uh chris rocks uh, semi-autographical sitcom everybody hates chris is getting an animated reboot uh per the hollywood reporter uh, CPS Studios is uh, developing an animated reimagining of Rock's live-action show, along with a U.S. remake of the Israeli drama uh, Shizil and a TV adaptation of Jamal Joseph's memoir Panther Baby. While Panther Baby is currently set up at Stars, the Everybody Hates Chris reboot 
and this shit sell series have yet to be put on the market for buyers. Um, not really a fan of Everybody Hates Chris. I'll be honest, um, it wasn't really a show I cared about. Um, so for the people that care for it, it's getting animated. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know why it was, why is it, why is, I mean, why are we dealing with this? Now it says CBS. So to, I'm wondering if it's CBS, does that mean that this will be on Paramount Plus? Cause we do remember Paramount Plus is coming out, uh, quite shortly. And actually there's, they've been trying to sell all these, uh, percent off deals with subscriptions for or Paramount Plus. So, um, I never really cared for this show, but hey, for the people that like it, hey, uh, maybe you'll like uh, the animated reboot, right? I'm still waiting for uh, Boondocks, actually. I'm waiting for that Boondocks, though, because I heard um, the new Boondocks was supposed to be coming on HBO Max. That's what I'm waiting for, so uh, we'll see. All right. Oh, so sorry about your uh, PS4, dudes. Uh, it looks like uh, PlayStation communities on PS4 will be shutting down, actually, next month. Uh, let me take some miracle water. Some miracle water, real quick. So Sony is preparing to shut down PlayStation Community's feature on the PS4 platform next month, and seemingly one of the first moves by the company to gradually drop support for its older console. In a note on the PlayStation support page, Sony says that PC communities will no longer be supported beginning of next month. Though messaging and other features will still be available through the PlayStation app. So um, we already know this is going to happen, right? Um, we know that once the PS5 comes out, right, which came out last year, um, the support for the PS4 will definitely uh, shorten after, I was going to give it two years. Remember me, shout out to Craig and Craig the Tech Guy, we did a PlayStation review. Um, I'd say after two years, you're going to, PS4 is going to just be, it's going to be over for a PS4. But it's okay. I mean, it did very well, right? You, you got to move on to the next console, right? Uh, so I'm not too shocked about this, right? Um, I'm not too shocked about this at all. It says, PS Communities is a feature that lets PS4 users create or join groups based on interests. The groups are able to play games together or discuss their interests via a message board on this system. The feature was launched in 2015 and had already had its winding down signaled last year with the ability to create private communities removed though public communities were still open. Um, so, like I said, this is something that's going to, it's kind of expected, okay? Um, I'm, for you guys that I sell on the PS4, I know it is tough to get a PS5 at this time, but please, when you get the chance, please, please, please get the PS5 so I can add you as a friend. Please, all right? Um, check says, it says it, it will be on the place, uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for the links. Thank you for your links. It will be on the Paramount Plus stated here. Right, right, right. It's going to be interesting to see the numbers of the Paramount Plus after, let's say, the first year, right? Let's see the performance of that platform, right, with all the other competition that they deal with. Uh, next up, we got Dragon Ball Super confirms Vegeta's new trainer. Now, like I said, guys, I'm not a manga person. I, I really... I'm gonna try to work on that, right? But I've been, I've been seeing a lot of articles on the Dragon Ball manga for like the last couple of weeks, so I'm getting this feeling like something's about to happen, right? Um, so Dragon Ball Super has confirmed Vegeta's new trainer with the next big chapter of the series, the uh, Granola 
uh, the Survivor arc is now in full swing on Dragon Ball Super. The series has shared an early look at the first pages of the big chapter of the series. As we had seen in the first two chapters of the arc, Goku and Vegeta are gearing up for their next big phases in power as the two of them are chasing both angelic and god of destruction abilities it even teased vegeta was going to train with beerus okay so i've also it seems like vegeta's about to get to a new level i've also seen another article saying that vegeta's gonna get some next level whatever um fair enough we talked about this on the dragon ball panel right dragon ball super the problem with dragon ball super is that once again, they're still focused on Goku Vegeta. That's just, that's their show. It's called the Goku Vegeta show, pretty much. Um, everyone else is just irrelevant. And then you have the different power sets that seem to be off. Like, uh, as mentioned back in the panel, I think someone said that Android 17 is as strong as, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Goku at some certain level or whatever. Um, but, I mean, they did super because, well... There's still fans for Dragon Ball. After Dragon Ball Z, after Ball, after GT, which some people don't like, you know, they can still get the bag with Super. So merchandise, movies, stuff like that. So that's why, you know, Super is still going to do extremely well. And you got to remember, they also made Broly canon. Now, I'm not, I'm actually cool with adding Broly as canon. I think that was a great idea. I think the Broly movie was great. Uh, super, uh, Saiyan, uh, super, uh, Saiyan Blue Vegito is now canon, and Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta is now canon. So I think those are all canon. Um, but I'm going to look out for this uh, Dragon Ball Super, because like, like I said, I keep seeing articles about it every week, okay? But um, it's going to be interesting what we see, what happens to Vegeta. Um, maybe Vegeta will finally be stronger, or if he's, maybe he's already stronger than Goku in Dragon Ball Z Super. We'll have to see. Okay, Jable says uh, 17 is as strong as Super Saiyan Blue, which makes no damn sense, right? This makes no uh, sense at all. Check says, I would suggest the, um, okay, wait. I would suggest the manga over the anime regarding the Dragon Ball series, generally. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a 90s dude, man, so I got spoiled. I, I told you all my story. All right, so this one almost hit the uh, my video title. Ace Ventura 3, and where's damn uh, Young Swift at? You know, Young Swift, where you at? Uh, Ace Ventura 3 in development from the Sonic Hedgehog writers. So this was a big deal for me. For 90s folk, for people who actually know who Jim Carrey is, um, shout to Unplugged, the Unplugged uh, people. So a third Ace Ventura film is in the works. It's being written by the writers behind Sonic Hedgehog, which did really well for a video game movie. Uh, the news was revealed in an interview conducted by uh, Park Circus, focusing on the production company Morgan Creek, which produced the original Ace Ventura films. Uh, we're pretty, oh, and I quote, we're pretty excited about our franchise developments with the Exorcist and Ace Ventura franchise. It's noticeable from the 3 million fans chatting on the official Facebook page for Ace Ventura that audiences are clamoring for the third installment, uh, Creek said. Uh, during the uh, of course zombie audiences have been in love and are thrilled to have beloved characters brought back with new stories ace ventura will see a new day at amazon oh damn it it's an amazon exclusive as a major motion picture with the sonic hedgehog writers ah okay they're gonna make it exclusive on amazon uh damn it I did that with coming to america but luckily i had a trial if you get a trial on amazon it's not a big deal um so Here's my thing about a, a, a Ace Ventura 3 sequel. 
I think is a bit too late. And this is the same mistake that the whole Coming to America sequel. It, it's a, it was a bit too late. And honestly, it wasn't that good. Um, now, I, I do have faith in Jim Carrey only because he did Sonic the Hedgehog recently and was actually pretty good in that film. So he has the chops to do it. I just think the timing is really late. I'm like, why? And I, I see, it seems like Amazon is just trying to create some new sequels and try to say, oh, this is how I stand out. Let me, let's make some sequels from the old times that people will like for nostalgia. But the problem is you got to make it good. See, this is the problem that Come to America had. Okay, nostalgic. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, blah, 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 but it wasn't good. Um, so if it's good, we will like it. <laughs> but just because you have in the title, oh, Ace Ventura 3, it's like, this is bad timing. Like, you guys should have done this long ago. Long, long ago. I would say early, let's see, when, when was the, okay, well, here we go. Ace Ventura, Peck Detective premiered 1994. I was four years old back then. And then the sequel came out, uh, okay, one, one year later, the sequel came out. So that was 95, right? So you could have done this like early 2000s. You're waiting decades later. Like no one's going to care about Ace Ventura. And I'm just saying that as a millennial. No, I, I you know, I would watch it, but a lot of people are just not going to care um, about it. So we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, that's all I'm going to say on that one. Um, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. So. I don't, I might have to do a review on it too. We'll see. I might do actually a review on it. Uh, okay, next. Uh, Suzuki Toluca. Oh God, I don't even know how to say that. A uh, new uh, Nor uh, Fratsu <laughs> novels about vampire uh, get a TV anime. Uh, Soja Kukan announced on Wednesday that uh, Suzuki Makuno and Korai's uh, The Moon... Uh, Lakia light novel series is inspiring a TV anime that will premiere this year. Uh, so it looks like we got another uh, vampire anime coming. A lot of new animes coming. It says the original novel is set in a uh, fictional world 10 years after a long war divided the war into two superpowers, the Union of Republics in the East and the UK of Arnok in the West. Both of these superpowers now test their ambitions against each other in a space race. Okay, so vampires in space. That's what I'm seeing from this. Okay, I mean, once again, I don't mind seasonal anime. I am actually a fan of seasonal anime. As long as you're good, I'll be okay. I mean, technically, uh, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, Attack on Titan was a seasonal anime that just blew up. And uh, just letting you guys know, I'm actually on season three right now. And uh, enjoying it, really enjoying it. Um, look out for a future review on Attack on Titan. All right. Oh, no, God. Next. Uh, let me pause it for the... God damn it. Fair use. Don't play this in front of me. God damn it. All right. So, Tiger King, man. Tiger King, Joe Exotic, getting a new documentary from Louis Tarak, man. As much as controversy as this, this, this uh, documentary got, I'm surprised they're trying to do this again. So, let's see what this is about. So, Joe Exotic might have risen to fame with last year's uh, Tiger King, but famed BBC uh, documentarian uh, Lewis uh, 
uh, chronicled the figure back in the uh, 2011 with BBC confirming that Theris is developing an all-new feature-length document documentary exploring the uh, figure per The Hollywood Reporter. The project, which is currently titled Lois, uh, The Cult of Joe Exotic, will revisit the various events that have unfolded in the world of exotic animal ownership in the decades since he last uh, chronicled the uh, exotic. In addition to depicting the fandom that Exotic has earned in the time since this incur, uh, incarnation. Um, no, this is something, like, I think they're just doing this because it got a lot of views. Um, it got a lot of clicks. People liked it. Um, I don't want to see, I don't think this, this is, I think this is pretty much useless. I did watch it. It's not something I was kind of like, this is awesome. Like, I, I didn't get those vibes when I was watching. It was just kind of cringy. But, you know, maybe it's the cringe that actually attracts people to watch it. So, you know, I could see people still watching it, you know. Um, so this is going to be one of the American stories taking place. Okay, I'm not going to read all that. But, yeah, Tiger King is um, apparently coming back. Um, shocker. Shocker on that one. It'll be interesting to see if it actually comes back on Netflix, though. All right, right. <laughs> Dane says never watch Tiger. Exactly. Right. Uh, HBO, oh, let me get a drink of this uh, miracle water. Uh, be sure to like the video. As we are currently growing the channel with the power of YouTube. So HBO is developing three more Game of Thrones spinoffs. Um, HBO is chippling down on Game of Thrones. The network has set up three new projects which would serve as prequels to the adaptation of George R.R. R. Martin's se uh, series of fantasy novels, as reported by Deadline and confirmed by The Hollywood Reporter. One project has the working title, 10,000 Ships. It follows Prince uh, Namera as the ancestor of House Martell and the founder of the Kingdom of uh, Doran. The series is set a millennium before the events of Game of Thrones, marking an exploration of much older mythos than the Westeros timeline. Another project is set in the Flea Bottom, the shady and uh, lab, uh, lab, labyrinth slum district of King's Landing that was featured in the first four seasons of Game of Thrones. The final project is being developed by Rome creator Bruno Heller with the working title Nine Voyages. The series would follow Lord Corley's, uh, Lord Corley's as known as the uh, uh, let me see, the Sea Snake and the Heart and the House of the Valorian. Okay. So they're trying to just, uh, you know, spam us with a bunch of uh, Game of Thrones shows on the HBO platform. Obviously, there hasn't been anything new from um, that of uh, Game of Thrones. So I'm guessing if they, they're going to do these in parts, right? And we don't even know how long these things are going to be. It could be extremely short. Um, extremely short uh, series. Let me check. Sorry. Check my email real quick. Someone's emailed me. Who was this? Okay. 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 All right. Uh, it says in, in addition, several other Game of Thrones spinoffs are already in the works. Another series is being adapted from Martin Dunks and Egg Novella. The prequel series follows the adventures of Sir Duncan and the tale and Aegon v. Um, v. Ninety years prior to the events of HBO show. And also, an animated Game of Thrones series is also in early production at HBO Max. Man, they are just throwing throwing us Game of Thrones stuff. Now, once again, if it's good, we'll watch it. If it's bad, we'll critique, we'll critique it and rant about it. So, um, okay, I'm down for it. And like I said, when it comes to Game of Thrones, it took me forever 
to um, deep dive into it. It took me like at least five to six tries to watch that show. The, the early episodes were just really slow. So it was hard for me. But eventually I got through and I saw the show, right? All right. Uh, so back to anime. Demon Slayer Mugen Train movie set for uh, a North American release in April. So Demon Slayer, the movie Mugen Train has been set for North America release on April 23rd. Uh, Anaplex of America and Funimation have revealed plans for Demon Slayer the movie. The action-packed anime will revive in theaters in the U. Okay, it's going to be in theaters in the U.S. and Canada on April 23rd. Audiences will have the opportunity to watch the movie in 4D. X and IMAX screens. The feature will also be available in both English dub as well as subbed subtitles. Tickets will go on sale from April 9th. Oh, I definitely might do that. I'm, I'm not going to be real. I might be real. I might actually watch this in theaters. Um, it says there's no word yet on any potential plans for uh, Demon Slayer, uh, Mugen Train, and other territories. However, the movie will be made available on digital video storefronts such as Apple TV, uh, Vudu, Google Play. Okay, you can watch it on the PSN store. Am oh man, Amazon again? Okay, Amazon on June 22nd. Okay, pre-orders will be begin on the 26th on Apple TV, the Microsoft Store, and PlayStation Store. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm actually hyped for this, but I'm I'm uh, I, I thought you know I actually I kind of thought maybe Crunchyroll would be have some type of deal with them and maybe release it on Crunchyroll, but. I mean, I guess you got the option. You got options, but it's like Voodoo, Google Play. I mean, okay, but we'll see. It says, um, and quote, we are thrilled to be bringing Demon Slayer to the theaters in North America, said um, Shu Nitsamoto, president of the Anaplex of America. The support from fans worldwide has truly been the driving force behind the scenes and of the series, and we can't wait for everyone to experience the next chapter in Tanjiro's journey as Demon Slayer. Um, so after this movie, I think it's already been rumored that there's going to be a season two after this, or they're planning on doing a season two, as well as we're getting a Demon Slayer video game as well. So Demon Slayer, because of the performance, is getting a lot of stuff and that's good, right? Um, so getting a movie is probably not going to be the last movie, um, but after season two, um, we might get some more future movies in the future. We'll have to see. A check says, does anybody watch cable TV if people have not gotten the point with all of these popular series online platforms and cutting the cord? Um, cable subscription. I do not have a clue what to, what to tell you. Exactly, check. Um, the online subscription is the way of the future, man. There's just too much options, right? Honestly, there's too many options. And honestly, brothers need to stop wasting their money on cable. Um, weather, sports, I mean, you can get all that stuff anywhere now. I mean, the internet, the power of the internet is definitely <laughs> extremely powerful. So don't waste your money. Um, exactly. Thank you, Del. See, see, XP is for, yeah, yeah. Cable's for XP ninjas. Like, if you have cable, you're definitely XP. Like, that's confirmed. You are, if I, if you, if we're hanging out, and like, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Oh, I got cable. I'm like, what? Cable? If I see that shit in one of my friend's houses, all I gotta do is, I play. I got the remark. I'm like, yo, man, stop, stop the show. You need to, um, let's call Spectrum right now and cancel that damn uh, cable, cause you're taking an L. The only thing you need to buy is internet. That's all you need. There's no reason for cable. Cable is irrelevant. I'm sorry. 
uh, Danny's like, nah, man, you need cable for commercials. I mean, technically you don't, because commercials are technically on YouTube, right? Or Hulu. Like, you could get the, uh, the level, the base subscription, and they'll be throwing ads in your face, you know? So, technically you don't have to go to uh, cable for uh, commercials anymore, right? Let me uh, drink some of this Miracle Water. All right, all right. What's going on, man? Tomorrow, uh, shout out to the track record pill. What's going on, man? Tomorrow. Um, so next up, uh, Star Wars: Fallen Order studio seemingly hiring for a sequel. Now, this is, um, I mean, obviously, this is great news. <clears throat> uh, so Respawn Entertainment, the studio behind Jedi: Fallen Order, Apex Legends, Titanfall, ugh, Titanfall, meh, is working on a new Star Wars game, according to the rumors. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Order 2, last year we began to hear a word of two Star Wars games in development. A sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 and Star Wars Battlefront 3. That said, with uh, Respawn Entertainment, did develop Jedi Fallen Order. DICE has handled the Star Wars Battlefront series so far. And but, but here's the thing, right? I've been seeing a lot of sales on the Battlefront games on Steam. I never played it, but apparently they, it sold well, Right? In other words, it's safe to assume that this isn't for Battlefront 3, which means it's either Jedi Fallen Order or a brand new Star Wars game. Right now, it's safe to assume this mystery game is a sequel to the Cal uh, Kellis uh, story, though this hasn't been confirmed. All we know, courtesy of Blair uh, Brown, a senior producer at Respawn, is that the studio is working on something involving Star Wars, uh, which we've known is the case since last December. So if you guys remember, uh, we had an article before that was talking about Kotar 3 being in the works. So this could be Kotar 3 or it could be Fallen Order, the sequel. Either way, I'm going to buy both of them, okay? Fallen Order was dope. And in fact, you could get, I think there's a sale on Steam right now to get it cheaper. So if you have a PC, definitely, definitely go ahead and get Fallen Order. It was a really good game. It's the de facto jedi game of this recent these recent years um now nice of old republic 2 was dope too but you know it's been a while and then they released the old republic game which kind of like an mmo which people seem to like but fallen order was great um but i i, I would honestly I, if i would get out if i had to choose one of them i would go with um kotar 3 because kotar 3 was on point all right kotar 2 i mean if we can get a real next-gen Kotar 3, dude, <laughs> man, man, y'all wouldn't, I wouldn't do videos for a damn week. <laughs> I'd be playing Kotar 3 all week. Y'all be streaming, you, you'll probably see me stream Kotar 3 on Discord, <laughs> like for the whole week, man. But um, either way, man, I'm, I'm ready for a, um, I'm ready for a, a Fallen Order sequel. Um, what's going on, Hunter? Shout out to Hunter. Shout out to Hunter um fellow uh nerd pillar and o oasis uh guard captain in the oasis definitely join the discord if you haven't already mods you can go ahead and put that in the chat for anyone who hasn't joined but yeah man i'm, I'm excited for this one i can't wait i definitely can't wait okay now for some sad news all right so i was just extremely depressed after i saw this so gotham knights has been delayed to next year 
which fucking sucks, man. God damn it. Okay, so Gotham Knights has been delayed until 2022. WB uh, Games Montreal co-op Batman game was originally meant to be released sometime this year, but will no longer be the case uh, this year. According to a statement released on the official Gotham Knights Twitter account, the team says that the title will launch worldwide in 2022. WB says the delay is so that the team can have more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. This is the latest in a series of new games uh, delays announced this year. Now, let's be honest, right? We the the internet was uh, uh, critiquing <laughs> Gotham Knights early on, right? Remember they released some early footage of like a demo reel of the game, and you know we had our remarks about the game. And when you see the problem with this game, that's going to be kind of questionable is the co-op. When you add co-op in front of a Batman game, that's where it gets questionable. If you remember, the Arkham series was just a regular single-player game with deep story, different characters. You got to switch between Robin, Nightwing, and all those other things. Really good game, right? Especially Arkham Knight was probably my favorite one. I would say Arkham City was my next one, and then Arkham Asylum was definitely a good game too. The whole Rocksteady trilogy was awesome, right? All gamers should be playing that. Montreal created uh, Arkham Origins, which was kind of like a hybrid game, which was kind of showing you the like the start of early Batman, kind of like a year one type thing, right? The problem with that game was it was not as good. It was like a Arkham City like uh, remix, kind of, right? It didn't really give you anything new. It didn't really, you know, the systems were pretty much the same systems that were put on Rocksteady. So it was, it was really like a, a Rocksteady copycat, but because it was a Batman game, it still did well, right? It still made us money, but, you know. So Montreal, I guess they're trying to be, you know, new and whatever, and I think, you know, they're hoping Gotham Knights will be something different. Um, now, based on what we saw, you can, you can play uh, Nightwing, Red Hood... Um, Batgirl, Robin, all that, and apparently like uh, Bruce is like maybe he died in this in this uh, game, and you know you got to use these his, his Bat family to protect Gotham, right? So, I mean, I'm hype, but I'm not too hype because that co-op thing, it, I have a bad feeling about it. So, um, I would rather it just be a single player game. And here's my thing too: forget Batman. We've seen Batman a lot, right? Let's do a Superman game. Hopefully Rocksteady comes up and just surprises us out of nowhere and says, Hey, Superman game for next gen. Like, that'd be some dope stuff. Like, for real. We have the power and processing power to create a really dope Superman game. Might as well do so. But sad news about Gotham Knights. But, you know, next year, I can wait. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to rush the game. All right. Oh, what's going on, Reginald? What's going on? <laughs> he said Happy New Year's. So, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, pushes release date. <clears throat> so this is the sequel to Venom, uh, the original movie with uh, Tom Hardy, which some people some people like, some people don't like. I get it, guys. I get it. You know, some people just don't like it. I actually liked it. I thought Venom 1 was kind of cool. Uh, Reginald says, did you ever watch Kung Fu movies from the Shaw Brothers? Uh, give me some movie titles, and then I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't remember all the directors. So, Sony Pictures sequel to It's Tom Hardy starring uh, hit Venom, and it was a hit. It did do really well in the box office. 
push this release date once again after pushing the the um, 2020 release date to summer of this year uh venom let there be carnage will be now debut in theaters on september 17th of this year so that's still not bad i'm still getting it this year <clears throat> so venom 2 producer dan wilson slated in uh, may 2020 that the film's crew wanted to wait to resume filming until everyone felt safe doing so referring to of course what's going on in this uh, country and everywhere else a halting initial filming plans, uh, William shared, Wilson shared, we're building a plan that puts as much protection around them as we possibly can. The producer added in the plans that we discussed, they're certainly taking that into account and we'll see when we get there. Of course, it makes a lot of sense. Um, take your time. Don't rush it. When it comes to entertainment, you don't want to, don't rush the movies because you rush the movies, you rush the games, they usually end up being shit. So um, yeah, I can wait. I can wait till fall. Uh, check says, okay, check, okay, Venom was meh. Fair enough. A lot of people will say, um, Venom's like, I think I gave Venom like at least a seven. Like, I could see it maybe like a seven. I'd say, I think a safe score for Venom would be a seven. Now, some people may give it less, but for me, I, I'd give it like at least a seven. All right, so I'm kind of hyped about this game. Um, I saw some news about this, uh, like last year. So Scarlet Nexus gets June release date and a tie-in anime series. I'm not, I don't really care about the anime series. So alongside revealing that Scarlet Nexus will be released on the PS5, PS4, Xbox, both both consoles of Xbox, and the PC on June 25th of this year, Bandai Namco has announced that there will be currently a Scarlet Nexus anime in development as well. Uh, Bandai shared a trailer focused on the on Kassan Randall with news, which gives another glimpse of one of the two playable characters in Scarlet Nexus. As previously revealed, Kassan and the other protagonist, Yoti Samuragi, will have their own campaign that will let players experience the story from two different points of view. So when I look at this game, it kind of reminds me of um, Code Vein. If you remember Code Vein, Code Vein was a Dark Souls mixed with anime um, type game. It's really cool. Really fun game. On, available on these, uh, PC and other platforms. So uh, definitely watch the trailer. It looks good. Um, I'm definitely going to get it because it looks, it looks fun. But I do want to see some gameplay, of course, and see how that goes, right? Uh, so it says the anime is set to release worldwide this summer, and it will feature both uh, Yuto and Kassan, the series is being produced by Sunrise Inc. It will be broadcast in the U.S. on Funimation. Okay, okay. So look out, look at, check the trailer out if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm pretty excited about this, um, this game coming out. All right. Oh, wait, okay, we already covered Tiger King. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it, about that again. Okay, so you already talked about, uh, you know, Sony PlayStation buying Evo, but this article kind of covers what Nintendo's comments are about the matter, dealing with that of, you know, Smash Bros and all that stuff, right? So Nintendo's has provided a statement of regarding Sony's uh, acquisition of the Evo Championship Series. Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past Evo tournaments and wished to show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Bros. tournament activity, a spokesperson for Nintendo said, the original story follows. So he says, we enjoy engaging with the fans and we wish they showed the organizers the best with their new venture. 
we will continue to access evil. So they'll still gonna mess and entertain Evo. Okay, fair enough. Right? Fair enough, fair enough. But Nintendo, I mean, you have money, you could have bought Evo, but it probably, it probably wouldn't work out because all the fighting games, the whole community is on PlayStation. So, you know, that's, you just gotta deal with it, man. Just gotta deal with it. All right, another damn reboot. Uh, so uh, APC Wonder Years reboot casts its lead. So APC confirmed it casts Alicia EJ. I don't know what type of male name's Alicia, <laughs> but the brother's name's Alicia. EJ Williams as the new star of the Wonder Years. The Wonder Years revival will center on a black middle-class family in Alabama in the late 60s amidst the American Civil Rights Movement. Williams will portray a 12-year-old boy named dean described as an as uh, executive and hopeful according to verity so now we're doing a code switch now he's gonna be black all right okay um the character dean will be comparable to kevin arnold the young boy played by cred savage on the original one of years from the a series from the 80s in addition to directing the pilot episode of the series reboot serving as an exclusive producer savage eventually had the privilege of breaking and casting news to william via zoom so shout out to the brother right shout out to the kid shout out to the kid i mean he's getting he's gonna be the face of his own show right and he's a young uh, little actor so fair enough uh, hopefully he does well right you gotta wish the brother well right hopefully he does well um, but I'm betting there's going to be some haters who are like, oh, well, well, how come he's not white? You know, all the little, you know, switching with the skin tones. I don't really care. Um, but shout out to the brother. At least he's, yeah, he got an opportunity, you know, shout out to him, right? <laughs> Reginald says, Hollywood doesn't really have ideas no more. I watch Hong Kong movies now. Hey, man, you're not wrong, man. Like, because they keep rehashing, uh, you know, these series and... <laughs> all these other things so you're, you're not wrong on that so tracking track tracking indicates loki will be marvel's most popular disney show very cocky to state this but let's see why they think so so the loki tv show on disney plus is generating levels of anticipation that put it far ahead of other marvel tv shows on the streaming platform it says according uh, to the direct tracking shows that Loki is generating 67% more interest from audiences three months out from his release date than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wow, that's a lot um, at the same point in time. The same date indicates Loki is also beating out WandaVision's level of anticipation three months from its own release. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe Loki has a bigger fan base. Um, these stats make Loki the most anticipated of the current crop of MCU TV shows on Disney+. Plus. This category will expand in the years to come with other high-profile programs ranging from Ms. Marvel to Moon Knight to She-Hulk. So, um, here's the thing about... Because I was, I was... I'm not that hype about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I'll be honest, the first episode was pretty decent. We had um, agents... Uh, the agent character show up yesterday. Uh, yesterday we had um, I'm not gonna spoil it, but we had a couple appearances on the show. Um, but if you guys missed the watch party we had in the morning, I'm sorry guys. I'm not gonna wait to watch the first episode at night. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. Um, so I will be streaming the next episode on Discord uh, next week Friday. So probably like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, 
So look out for that next week. Every Friday, I will be streaming the episode on Discord. So if you want to join the Discord, definitely do so. Because we'll be streaming a lot of stuff on there. So um, I'm interested to see what they do with Loki. Um, his uh, fan base has grown ever since. I mean, he is one of the only villains of the MCU that are actually still alive. So he, I mean, he does, you had to give him credit on that. All right. Okay, we actually talked about this already. Uh, Marvel reveals a new Captain America. We talked about that already. All right. So next up, um, Netflix live-action Cowboy Bebop show finished his first uh, filming of the first season. So actress Danella revealed on Instagram on Wednesday that Netflix live-action adaptation of Sunrise's Cowboy Bebop anime has finished filming the first season. Uh, Penella plays Faye uh, Valentine in the new series. Uh, the series stars John Cho as Spike, uh, Mustafa as Jet, uh, Panita as Faye, and Alex Hazel as Vicious, and Elena Satan as Julia. Um, so it says, uh, based on the worldwide phenomenon from Sunrise Inc., Cowboy Bebop is the jazz-inspired genre-bending story of Spike Spiegel, Jet Black, and Faye, and Radical Ed, a ragtag crew of bounty hunters on the run from their past as they hunt down the solar system's most dangerous criminals, they'll even save the world for the right price. So, like we said, when it comes to live-action anime, okay, it's hit or miss. And for the most part, it's miss, all right? Y'all remember the Dragon Ball Evolution days? Y'all remember live-action Death Note, which, to this day, I don't want to rewatch ever again, okay? But we will see. And you know what? We will be streaming this on the Oasis once it comes out. So, <laughs> and right after that, we're going to do a straight-up review panel on that. So, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing this for uh, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. But who knows? It may be good, right? No, no expectations. I'm just gonna we're gonna check it out and see how it is, right? We're not gonna hype it up. We'll we'll, we'll take in the uh, the movie and then critique if it's good, if it's bad. Hey, we're not gonna sugarcoat sugarcoat anything here, so we'll see. But you know, we'll we'll just have to you know see when it comes out. All right. God damn these ads, man. So, a uh, Predator series coming from Marvel. So, uh, Marvel surprised everyone with when they announced that the worlds of Aliens and Predator would be coming back under the Marvel umbrella. Uh, we previously knew of the Aliens project, but now the Predator is getting in on the fun. As Marvel has revealed the first look at Predator number one, the series will be written by Ed Brinson, who made uh, Uncanny X-Men and X-Force and drawn by the artist Kev Walker, who's drawn on Doctor Strange and will hit stores this June. As you can see in the... Okay, so here's the cover of it. So we got Predator coming to Marvel. That's interesting. I never knew... But was that... I mean, was Predator a Marvel character? Well, I guess technically now he would be, right? I mean, he would be now, technically. Um, so uh, that's interesting. So it's the second... Uh, okay. Let me see. This is the second cover. Oh, wow. That actually does look kind of dope. I'm not going to lie. That does look dope. So Predator is a Marvel character now? Okay. That's, uh, okay. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. That's a dope cover, though. I'm not going to lie. That's a really dope cover. That's a dope cover. All right. Well, shout, shout, shout to Marvel, I guess. I mean, okay. So this one, 
this one I, I was kind of this is kind of questionable i don't know i hope this is fake news <laughs> like i hope this is fake news so tiffany haddish adapting dark horse comic mystery girl on netflix uh so actor uh tiffany haddish will produce and star in a netflix film of the dark horse comic series mystery girl okay predator was dark horse okay thank you uh, dane Haddish will start as the film's lead, uh, Trin Hampstead, a street psychic and amateur detective who lives off the grid in L.A. with few memories of the past, according to Deadline. Okay, Haddish and Malene Clark will produce the film under Haddish. She's ready. Ah oh, man, so it's gonna be under her uh, production company, alongside Dark Horse, Mike Richardson and Keith Goldberg, the film's director. Um, McGee and Marley Valoa will produce on behalf of Wonderland Sound and Vision. Huh. Man, so she's, this is going to be under her production company. Dang. See, this is going to be an advantage to her. Of course, she was starring in the movie. So Hatch is currently in production on the CBS series Kids Say the Darnest Things and originally wrapped on uh, Apple TV, the after party. McGee is best known for helming the ba uh, baby uh, sitter films as well as Oh no, no. Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Okay, so if that's the new movie, if you guys recall, if that's a new movie, I don't know. Was that the recent Charlie's Angels that everyone said they was this like bullshit? <laughs> um Okay, so what's it about? So Marvel Girl is a comic says the Dark Horse comic series follows Tran who has no memories of her origin or origins and is guided by a voice in her head that somehow knows the darkest secrets of those she's encounters. Okay. Uh, says when Trin and a down on his luck um, cop named Cooper are, for, are framed for murder, they must work together to clear their names and un uncover Trin's powers and past. Okay, man. So now she's getting into the whole comic book stuff. Man, might as well, because you know there's money there. Dang. Well, okay. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Okay, so uh, Avatar beats Avengers and oh, this actually happened kind of last week. Uh, so Avatar beats Avengers Endgame as the highest grossing movie after re-release. So it's done according to Deadline and James Cameron's Avatar, which do do actually do plan on making more Avatar movies coming in the future. It's once again the all-time worldwide box office champion after earning an estimated twenty-one point one million from its three-day release date in weekend in China. This puts Avatar's total box office gross at around $2.81 billion. A lot of money. This surpasses Avengers Endgame, uh, $2.7 billion gross. Right? This puts Disney's big Marvel event film in second place for all-time box office records. Congrats to Disney for beating Disney at the box office. Right. Disney's just a powerhouse. It, it's, just, it's just stupid at this point, right? Um... But I'm wondering, okay, let's see. It says retake the title all the time thanks to So yeah, so the just making a quick return to the the Chinese movie theater just boosted this thing up. Um once again, you know, Avatar is a good movie, I'm not gonna lie. It was a very cool movie. Um it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with the future movies. Um especially with now that we have all this uh superhero stuff going on, which is basically a monopoly. How will a Avatar movie nowadays, the current time film industry in Hollywood, um, weigh against other movies? It'll be interesting to see what a box office Avatar movie can make in the current time. I I'm definitely um, 
definitely, definitely, we'll definitely check those uh, movies out. All right. All right, so Sonic the Hedgehog 2 sequel has, begin, uh, has begun uh, production. Let me get a, a, a little, uh, let me get some medical waddle real quick. Because I'm being extremely long-winded. Uh, be sure to uh, like the video, guys, as you're coming in. It definitely does help with the YouTube algorithm if you like the video. All right, so film director Jeff Fowler announced on his Twitter account on Monday that production has officially begun on the sequel. On the same day, he produced an uh, image of the director's chair with the logo of the film. Okay, we already know that. Of course, uh, Tails is going to be added to this movie, so we're going to see that. I wonder who the voice actor is for Tails. We'll see. It says Paramount Pictures revealed the logo last month. <clears throat> it features, uh, of course, two tails shaped after the franchise Fox character. The film will open in the U.S. on April 8th, 2022. It says Paramount Pictures announced last May that it's producing a sequel to this year's Sonic the Hitchcock film. Of course, after the original film earned almost 70,000 uh, to rank number one over its President's Day holiday, holiday opening weekend in the U.S. in February 2020, the film debuted originally on March uh, 2020 on digital and shipped DVD and Blu-ray May 2020. Um, the box office um, Mojo website lists the film with 146,000 um, gross in the U.S., uh, overtaking Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I've never actually watched that movie. It, it's I think it's on HBO Max, so I just haven't watched it yet. But it's true. Sonic did do pretty well. So no surprise that we'll see a sequel with that. Um, once again, I think that the movie this this movie was mainly carried by Jim Carrey. Like there's no no one can say no one can really debunk that. Jim Carrey without Jim Carrey, I don't think this film would really have done that well. Like, right? And don't forget, originally Chris Pratt was supposed to be in the movie, but um, I don't know why they did the switch, but yeah, Jim Carrey, yeah, he just, he aced that. So, Square Enix presents uh, Spring 2021. Everything announced, including Black Panther and Marvel Avengers. So, the first Square Enix presents has officially arrived and begins a series of digital showcases that will help Square Enix reveal new games and give updates on existing ones. Here is everything that was announced during the event. Um, including a Forspoken, Black Panther, and Life is Strange True Colors. So Project Athea, the working title for the game by uh, Luminous Productions for PS5 and PC, is now officially called Forspoken. So they got a new look at the game, which is set to be released next year. A new character called Faye, an original woman, thrust into a beautiful yet cruel world. Oh, another female character. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Um, next, we got uh, Marvel's Avengers adding Black Panther and a War for Wakanda expansion later this year. Once again, I was thrown off by the Avengers game. I got it on Steam, people. I gave it a try. I gave it a try. Still, <laughs> I couldn't play it. I was like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done. Like, you know, I just don't like the format of the game. That's all my, that's my main thing. But some people still may get the uh, Black Panther pack and play it. So whatever. Hope those guys enjoy it. Also, uh, like Life is Strange, True Colors announced for 2021. Um, this brand new game follows the story of Alex Chen, another young woman with psycho powers. Bison. 
of empathy. So we got some more female leads. Yeah, right. What's going on, uh, Sting Ray Cool? What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome, 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 uh, fellow blurs. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um, so uh, says Life is Strange Remastered collection arrives uh, this year later in the fall. Uh, will be included in the Life is Strange Remastered collection. When it released um, this fall, it will also be available as part of the Life is Strange True Colors Ultimate Edition, okay? Uh, Marvel's Avengers gives a new look at Hawkeye, a preview of the 2021 roadmap. So Hawkeye has also been added to the game. Alongside giving fans a new look, um, Avengers revealed the roadmap, which includes the cloning labs, new gear, and a new level cap. Uh, the Taekwon uh, uh, event, a replay for the reassembly campaign, and new villain uh, sectors, and more. Uh, Outsiders gets a new gameplay trailer and six-minute deep dive. Okay, uh, ahead of its uh, April uh, release date, Outsiders has received a brand new gameplay trailer and a deep dive for six minutes. And of course, we have the Tomb Raider trilogy officially announced. Basically, all the reboots mixed into one collection pack. Um, but here's the thing: Tomb Raider has been available for years, and it's always been discount. So, um, if you haven't played Tomb Raider by now, I would say you probably don't want to. <laughs> it's like, if you haven't played it by now, I just think you just don't care about it. And it, fair enough, because the first game was good. Second game was good. The third one, gotta be honest, I had it for sale. I still haven't played it. So, whatever, you know. Um, but for people who maybe want to get the trilogy um, pack, go right ahead, right? Go ahead, you know, you might enjoy it. The first two games were pretty good. Uh, Just Cause mobile trailer, really? Okay. Gimmick, gimmicky, gimmicky. Just Cause mobile got a new trailer. Fans will be able to get support and intel from Rico, Rodriguez, Anika, and more when it arrives later this year. Um, so Just Cause um, 3 and 4. The 4 was the recent game that came out. Dude, I gotta say this about Just Cause. Just Cause is that game where you can just sit back, relax, and just... Just, just chill and enjoy the game. Like, you don't have to focus really too deep on story. Just Cause's main kind of gravitation... Uh, the, the main way they grab you is by just the gameplay. I mean, you're able to just glide all over the place, open world, drive cars, shoot guns. Uh, just do whatever you want, you know? It's, um, it's a really, really, really um, good game. So, um, definitely look into that. Um... Let's see, Project Hitman Sniper announced, uh, Sniper Assassins, rather. So it says Project uh, Hitman Sniper Assassins is a new mobile, okay, another mobile game again. Um, developed by the Hitman Sniper team, the game will arrive on iOS and Android later this year. Don't care, don't care about mobile games, don't care. Uh, AR Space Invaders mobile game in development uh, says Space Invaders returns with a new mobile collaboration between Square Enix and Taito Corp. This time there will be a new augmented reality take on the beloved game. Okay. Uh, Balan Wonderworld gets a new co op trailer. It says uh, Balan Wonderworld, the new game from the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog, received a new co op tra trailer ahead of its release on March 26th um, of this year. So it's, that's coming out next week. Other things, it got Bubble Bubble for Friends. I don't know. Wow, that sounds really cringy. We got Darius Cosmic Relevation file flies to PS4. Okay. Uh, new content headed to Tile Spell Bubble. Okay, kind of looks like a JRPG. 
and that's all that came through with the Square Enix event. So Square Enix are going to be doing like these directs, kind of like Nintendo and PlayStation. Um, and fair enough, you know, that's what they should do. Um, but a lot of female lead characters I'm noticing uh, coming to games. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, Sony sending uh, PlayStation Direct's invites uh, out ahead of PS5 restock. So Sony is preparing for a massive restock of the PlayStation 5, but the way in which it's alerting uh, purchases that the console will soon be available is unlike anything that the company has done in quite some time. Compared to uh, utilizing a queue system that works on a first-come-first-serve manner, Sony is instead looking to use a system that it has relied on since before the PS5 even released. Uh, shared by a handful of users on social media, Sony seems to be sending out direct invitations to purchase a PS5 later this week. The sale is one that won't be able to take a taken part in unless you have a specific email sent from Sony to your inbox. From there, you can then click on the link that appears in the email at the designated time. The sale for this week is set to transpire tomorrow. Okay, so this already happened. 16th and will occur at 12. So <laughs> hopefully you guys got your, your PS5s um, during that time. Um, I know getting a PS5 is rough. Even when I got mine last year, it was not easy. Uh, it was actually extremely difficult. So I uh, understand uh, everyone what everyone's going through. Uh, with that of um, uh, of the uh, the uh, okay, I'm reading something on my Discord. Uh, I'll have to. I'll actually, Shang. I'll uh, I'll get to your message uh, after this. So let me not get distracted. All right. <clears throat> All right. So uh, dying light two. Let me pause this ad before you play it. All right. So Dying Light 2 developer update shares bad news about the game release date, all right? So Dying Light is finally going to take more of, talk more about the upcoming sequel later this week. For the first time in over a year, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Hope, uh, if you're expecting to get any sort of substantial info, info about the project, this rings especially true for those hoping to get a better idea of when the highly anticipated sequel might arrive um, for release. To spot it on Reddit, a Techman uh, community manager who goes by the name Unsee recently gave Dying Light 2 fans on Discord a good idea of what to expect from this developer update that is happening for the game just a few short days. As a whole, Unsee told fans that they should keep their expectations for the event extremely low, especially since it's just a dev update after all. Unsee then went on to confirm that there won't be a release date announcement of any sort happening this week. Wow, just to remove the hope from fans. Instead, this update is more to just to fill uh, fans on the in-game progress and where it has been at over the past year. Unseed then jokingly told fans to look on the bright side. At least this news means that there won't be any delay announcements. Okay, but still, you're... <laughs> okay, remove this, remove the hope, you know? Um, so a lot of people did like Dying Light. Um, so th there is a fan base for it. So once again, like, like I keep having to say this, don't rush the companies. Let the companies just do their thing release the product so we can play it and enjoy it um, and it not being fucked up, right? So, uh, Smash Bros fans, once again. So, Smash Bros uh, organization lifts ban on Nairobi Nero uh, Kozada. I don't know if I'm saying that right. All right. Um, for people in the chat who are new, be sure to like the video and definitely subscribe if you are new to the Nerd Pill. 
Uh, so two organizations in the Super Smash Bros. community, Tucci Gaming and Collision Gaming, have lifted bans barring former uh, player Nero from attending their events. Uh, wow, 24-year-old player and streamer was widely uh, trustized from the Super Smash Bros. community as well as from Twitch after allegations of him having sexual relations with a minor. Yikes, arose last July. Uh, Quazetta posted a video last month in which he expressed that his legal endeavors surrounding the matter had concluded as well as a desire to return to streaming. This was met by a number of open-arm responses from members of the Smash Bros. community, and we saw uh, Unban Nero trend at number one on Twitter roughly a week after the video went live. Um, so the two organizations have come forward to announce the retraction of their bans on the player, uh, 2G Gaming on Friday and Collision uh, Gaming on Monday, with the latter directly noting that they hope Twitch will uh, reassess their restrictions on the competitor as well. Um, so, um, for the Smash Bros. community, guys, it seems like there's, and this is kind of sad, you know, and this this happens a lot in gaming. It's not just Nintendo, but there's always some type of streamer or gaming YouTube personality who does some dumb shit and they get canceled. This is kind of leading toward that cancel culture type thing. But, you know, some people, maybe some people may be innocent, but some are not, right? There are a lot of people that do some really grimy stuff and then they get exposed and then well, now they're gone you know so um you know you just gotta keep like there, there's this one youtuber i don't know his name you guys might know him he was a big nintendo guy smash bros youtuber and what's funny is he got exposed for doing something extremely <laughs> just really bad and then he comes back like nothing happened and his supporters are like hey guy hey you're back like as if like obviously he lost some subscribers but people came back and didn't say anything to him i'm like really you guys may know who I'm talking about, but I don't want to give that guy a promotion, but it's just crazy, right? Okay, so another sad news. <laughs> uh, animator uh, Yasuka passes away at 89. So Studio uh, Chibi producer Tashuyo Suzuki revealed on Monday at the uh, 2021 Tokyo Anime Awards Festival that anima an uh, animator Yasuka had passed away um, at the age of 89. Condolences. Uh, can definitely condolences. Um... He says Asuka was born on July uh, 1931 at Japan's um, uh, Shimani Prefecture. He joined the Toei Dojo known as okay Toei Animation. Wow, in 1956, worked on okay the White Snake, the Little Prince, and the Eight-Headed uh, Dragon. He served as an animator, director on Future Chibi co-founder um, Aiso Takashada, classic anime film Horus, Prince of the Sun. Critics, uh, critics praised his fluid, lively animation work of these and other titles. Okay. Uh, eventually, uh, he went to uh, Telecom, and he was the animation director and character character designer for the first Lupin the Third uh, TV anime series. Okay, wow. So he, he has some. He has a deep, deep resume. He also worked with one-time uh, protege and close friend Hayao Miyazaki as the director for Future Boy Conan. Lupin the Third, the Castle of uh, Lupin the Third, the Castle of Calitro, and other uh, works. So he's he's done a lot. Uh, he received the uh, Association Special Award for Lifetime Achievement at the forty second Annual Japan Academy Prizes in uh, twenty nineteen. So he's 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 an OG. This guy's a sage. He did a lot. So hey man. All right. 
So, I saw this today, actually. So, little Arel Howery was supposed to be in Gambit. Um, so, before uh, Disney absorbed um, 20th Century Fox and one of the biggest mergers Hollywood's ever seen, there was supposed to be a Gambit movie. Yes, there was supposed to be a Gambit movie um, starring a, a Channing Tatum. Remember that? Yeah, we do. From 21 Jump Street. Uh, it was kind of getting a lot of hype. Um, and was eventually introduced to a massive crowd at San Diego Comic-Con many summers ago. Though the production itself never really got off the ground past the uh, scripting stage, it turns out there was at least one other actor attached to the project outside of Tatum. The Little Real Hallery revealed in a new interview with the Illuminati that he was set to star in the project in an undisclosed role. He said while taking, uh, talking about superhero films, the Get Out star teased he was supposed to work with Tatum on the cape flick before it fizzled into the void. Third, there was a movie that I was attached to with Channing, uh, Channing Tatum that we were going to do, and whatever happened, happened. It was in that world, so I was, damn man, Harry told the website. Okay, so yeah, we didn't hear anything about the, um, the Gambit movie. It just kind of disappeared into thin air. Um... Channing Tatum, I think, would have been a decent uh, pick for that character. Of course, the X-Men, Gambit. Um, he wasn't actually Wolverine's Origins. If you guys remember, um, he was in there. You know, whatever. It was kind of weird. But, you know, we never heard about it again. You know, and sometimes that happens, you know. So, whatever. But we will be seeing a little real uh, Howry in um, Eternals. So hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully that movie's good. You know, we talked about it on the Marvel panel the other week. You know, we're not, I'm not really hyped for Eternals because there's no trailer. There's no screenshots. So I don't know what it's going to be about, but, you know, we'll see. All right. More bad news <laughs> or black pill news, rather. Uh, so uh, Activision reports new layoffs. CEO reported set to pocket enormous bonus payout. So someone's trying to get the bag here. Um, so as laid out in, uh, Cotex 2016, uh, okay, this is an update on a contract. The potential massive bonus he's set to receive is technically unrelated to the current layouts. Is instead we laid out five years ago as an additional incentive to create shareholder value with Cotex potentially receiving the highest potential amount if Activision Blizzard stock price remains above a certain threshold for 90 days. Uh, CTW notes this clause was triggered on March 1st and per Cotex 2016 contract the community will need to review the compensation to determine whether or not he gets the full amount however most Cotex is awarded he will not receive it until June of this year it says in a wake of news of layoffs at Activision affecting between 50 to 100 of uh, 50 to 190 employees is being reported that Activision CEO Bobby will could be set to pocket a payout up to wow up to two hundred million dollars. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Based on a stock-related incentive clause in his employment contract. Okay, okay. According to Kotaku, wow, Kotaku still relevant. <laughs> uh, union-sponsored pension fund uh, organization CTW Investment Group has claimed Activision's currently soaring stock price, uh, which has climbed throughout the. I'm not going to say it, uh, the zombie war, we'll see Cotex benefit from the shareholder value uh, creative incentive clause of the 2016 employment agreement. Uh, this payout could uh, uh, allow Cotex to collect incentive bonuses he misses in previous years. 
and of course up to 200 million dollars which is a lot of money <laughs> uh notice uh, blizzard is having a big sale on their games i did notice that uh check i did notice that the genjutsu is definitely apparent money talks all right uh black adam also let me get a whip of this nice miracle water So you know what? I'm noticing something, guys. I'm noticing something. Do you you do you guys prefer a blurred report on Saturdays or you prefer them on Fridays? Because I'm noticing there's more people here. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, do you guys prefer this on Saturday? You got you all gotta let me know by liking the video. So uh, Black Adam first photos emerge from Dwayne Johnson's uh, DCU debut. All right. So uh, the first photos from the um, Black Adam film have made their way online. So let's see what, what we got, what we got. Okay, so they're just making, um, so the Black Adam sets are not being built. Filming begins next month. Okay. So filming begins in April. So they're going to start building sets. Okay. It says the producer Garcia revealed that Black Adam is scheduled to begin filming in April. We're getting started soon. You know, exact, you know, actually we begin filming in April. We'll be in Georgia, um, home away from home. Garcia said in early March. We're really excited. We have everything is ramped up. We're so fired up for this. Uh, Garcia is the brother for Danny Garcia's Johnson's former wife and current business partner. He has worked as a producer to previous feature films by Johnson, such as Fast and Furious, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and Jungle Cruise. Okay. Okay. Looks like people like Saturday or Friday evening. Eh, Friday evening stuff because I might go out or something. So that's why I don't. That's why I try to avoid the evenings on Fridays. Um, but yeah, Saturday, we can do Saturday mornings, like Saturday, 11 a.m. It, it seems like the attendance is way better than uh, Fridays at 1 p.m. I was doing. And since there's no work, I'm actually more relaxed, too. So that actually might work out. All right. But um, once again, I'm waiting to see a trailer of Black Adam. Um, based on what I've heard, um, we, we're getting Black Adam, and then we're getting a, Sh a Shazam sequel with Black Adam. Uh, that's that's what I've heard. So someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Kevin Foggy-sama addresses the Falcon and Winter Soldier Season 2 plans on Disney+. Plus. So during a, a virtual press conference for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, Foggy-sama didn't confirm that a second season was actually in the works, but did say if we're able to do another one, there's uh, certainly ideas. He, he went on to explain that the focus wasn't on additional seasons, that they approached the series as they did the movies says and quote it's funny it's a funny question it's one that we obviously get asked much more in tv because people expect it to be like what people know before foggy said we really did approach it like we do the movies if we were able to do another one there's certainly ideas now of course this is basically based on what the performance of the show right that's the main that's the main thing just like wonder vision right wonder vision actually did do really well when it comes to views and stuff so um I think it's a, definitely a season two is probably going to happen with WandaVision. Um, if Falcon and the Winter Soldier can perform, then why not do a season two, right? But I guess the other thing is how, and this is another problem, another challenge for them, how interesting can Falcon be? That's kind of something to consider here too, because he's really not that interesting. Like I'd rather, I, I think actually War Machine is actually more interesting than Falcon. That could be the actor, but I don't know. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, but hey, at least Falcon's getting his own show. And, of course, Winter Soldier as well, right? But 
Um, we'll have to see with the numbers. The numbers will tell, right? <laughs> Reginald says the Ernie and Bert show. Um, Rocky says uh, that that twenty two hundred million dollar figure is how much Gothic stands to get for this year alone. Right, get in the bag, right? All right. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 announces PC. The PC Master Race yet again. You can't stop it. After the arrival of Crash Bandicoot's latest video game adventures on home consoles, the fan favorite is ready to take its dive onto PC this March. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 is about time. They beat it on the PS4 and the Xbox One this past October. It has arrived on the PS5, Switch, and the other um, Xbox uh, consoles to uh, the game's launch on next-gen consoles. Publisher Activision Blizzard has confirmed the game will be on PC March 26th. So you got next week, guys. Next week, check out your Steam accounts because you will be able to play Crash Bandicoot 4 uh, for your pleasure. Although I'm not really a fan of it. <laughs> you know, maybe back in the days on the PlayStation days. And I don't really, I really want a Jack and Daxter. That's what I want on a PS5. I'd definitely get that. Um, Dane says you should check out Andre Mackey in a movie called uh, Cinechronic. He's good in it. Okay, I'll check it out. All right, last but not least. Now, last but not least, on this week's Blurred Report, we got uh, uh, Skyrim 4 and other Bethesda games gets FPS boost on the Series X. So for all you guys who bleed green, apparently. Okay, I'm buffering? Really? Okay, that might be on your side. Um, I look, everything's normal on my side. Um, Dane, <clears throat> let me get a whip of this miracle water. All right, so you may have heard that Xbox Game Pass has now added twenty of the Bethesda's most popular games, thanks to the newly meant uh, minted um, partnership between the companies. More good news: some of them are getting in uh, frames per second boost courtesy of the Xbox Series X and S. So Elder Scrolls, um, uh, Skyrim Special Edition, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Dishonored. Who's still playing Dishonored? <laughs> Who's still, uh, Prey are all getting options to boost their frame rate. Xbox Larry and Jeff uh, shared the announcement and details during Friday's recording of the official Xbox podcast. All right. So, for any reason you actually prefer to play the games at the original frame rates, uh, Robinstein confirmed that players will be able to toggle the settings on their consoles, also saying that players can expect an increase from 30 frames up to nearly 60 frames per second uh, when the frames per second boost is activated. The boost will require you to update your system to the latest version. Okay. Um, it says, we should be hearing more when Xbox hosts an event of its own later this summer. Okay. So it looks like Xbox is going to do the, their own event as well. Okay. Fair enough. So everyone's trying to do their own events and avoid doing E3. Okay. Well, funny. That's actually kind of quite funny. But anyway, guys, that's today's week of Blurred Report stuff, man. There's a lot of stuff that came out this week. Um, I guess we might do these on Saturdays. I mean, Saturdays, uh, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Uh, if it seems to be more attendance, we'll definitely do that. I'll look out for this uh, next week, man. Um, so I appreciate you guys coming on. Be sure to like the video if you haven't already. Definitely does help me with the YouTube algorithm because YouTube algorithm is a beast. So please make sure to like the video as you're coming out. Uh, have a good rest of your day. Uh, Monday, we got the um, 
a death battle uh shadow versus riku and actually later today we actually may be streaming some more uh gaming on discord on the oasis uh mortal kombat apex legends and street fighter 5 definitely later today be sure to check that out anyway guys peace out have a good weekend i'm about to go get my uh chinese food and stuff my face aggressively anyway guys peace out and have a good one Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s, the clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Riddle me this, but there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Hadouken! stone pudding or something, I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss pot.